For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. Joining us now here on the program, a guy who is a two-time All-American and a two-time national champion for the Clemson Tigers. He is defensive lineman Cleland Farrell. Cleland, welcome to the program. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Feeling good. Living great. Life is good, man. I'm excited to be here, man. Appreciate y'all having me on the show. Well, hey, it's great talking to you. Before we started, you told me you're packing up your place in Clemson for Destination Unknown. Yeah. You're going to know where it is in a week. Right. Right. It's a it's a very happy but sad time, you know what I mean? So it's a lot going on. Uh, packing up all my clothes. I'm getting a lot of memory doing all this, but, man, I'm excited for this new journey for sure. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about just like the small U-Haul that you pull behind a car? You're going to have to get a big truck. How much stuff are you taking to your new city? I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually UPS and everything, everything home. Uh, I just sold, you know, my old, I'm, I'm in Clemson, so my old teammates, they done bought all, I, I just sold all my beds, my, my mini fridge, my TV, my dresser. So I just sold all that to my old teammates. So uh, I'm happy I was, uh, got that out the way, but now I'm just shipping all my clothes and everything back now. The process that's coming up, the NFL draft, you're going to find out where you're going right now. You you really don't know. And I know you have an idea. Different teams talk to you. But sometimes you get drafted by a team that you've never heard anything from. Do you carry around in your back pocket a list of teams that maybe you hope will be the ones that end up drafting you? No, not at all. I hope it's just the right team. That's all that really matters to me. Uh, and that's why I'm so happy to get this process over with because, you know, people – People always ask me, Cleveland, who who do you think is going to draft you? Where do you think you want to go? Where do you want to go? I'm just like, I don't. It does not matter. I don't care. Like, just put me on the team. I'm just ready to start this new journey. I'm so excited for it. Um, it's been a long enough wait. The wait's been too long. I'm ready to figure out, you know, who my who I'm going to start this journey with. You know, as far as this lifestyle, I'm excited. There's been a lot of talk about your decision last year to not enter the draft. A lot of people thought you were ready to go. In mm-hmm. hindsight, do you feel like you made the right decision to come back for one more year? Oh, yeah, 100%, man. It was probably the best decision that I've made so far, just because from a personal standpoint, um, I just got better as a man and as a player. And there were still some things in college that I wanted to do to kind of, you know, just solidify my legacy at Clemson. I feel like I did those things. And, man, what a what a difference a year makes because, you know, came back, did, I ended it, we ended it on a good note, you know, winning the national championship with my teammates, you know, whooping Alabama for the national championship. And obviously, you know, I feel like I just got better as a player as well. So I feel like I'll be much more, you know, ready for the next level this time. How much of a factor was that turf toe injury early in the year? I know it went away as the season went on. Do you feel like it held back your production? Uh, I mean, I don't Who knows? You know, I don't want to speak on that. I don't want to say that, but uh, who knows? You know, obviously, you know, that's a that's an injury to where, you know, it's, a, it's, something, it's something that's hard to play with, obviously. You know, I won't say that it was easy for sure, but uh, it's something to where, you know, I just had a – I was on a mission, and, and really, you know, I wasn't going to let anything – stop me from you know just accomplishing my goals I had set for myself in the season so maybe maybe I would have played better if, I, if it was healthy throughout the whole year but shoot I, I still feel like I, I had a great year and did everything I set out to do 
You guys had a fantastic defensive line at Clemson, Austin Bryant, Dexter Lawrence, Christian, uh, Christian Wilkins, and oh, yourself. Yeah. Is there a friend, friendly wager among uh, the four of you as to who gets drafted first? Uh, no, nah, we probably just make fun. We probably just make fun of each other. I mean, whoever uh, <laughs> whoever gets drafted first, you know, we don't really. We 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 people ask us about it, and then we'll respond like, "Yeah, we want to get drafted first, but we don't really care." You know, what I'm saying uh, I'm I'm excited just to watch the whole draft because now I got to watch the whole thing because not just the not just us getting drafted, but I can't wait to watch all my teammates get drafted. You know, the ones that are going to be blessed us had an opportunity, so it's going to be exciting, regardless. You guys have put together a heck of a team at Clemson, an ACC school. We hear so much about the SEC. Is there an argument to be made the ACC is actually becoming a better conference? I mean, yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, ACC um, of the last five years has been really, really, really good. I mean, this past season, it wasn't uh, – I guess we, we, had, we had a little bit of down years. And it, wasn't, it wasn't that good. It wasn't as good as it's been the last five years this past season, but um, – I mean, to tell you the truth. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why the SEC would be seen as any better than the ACC. So, be honest. I mean, we got just as many good teams. Um, I know our bowl record against the SEC has been really, really good the last three or four years. So, um, and obviously, and obviously, you know the way we, we the way um, Clemson and Alabama have been battling. You know, the best teams of these conferences have been playing very well against each other. So, I feel like, regardless of the fact, we're we're somebody that's definitely you know up there with the SEC. Hey, Cleveland, we had Josh Jacobs, the Alabama running back, with us at the Super Bowl in Atlanta the week before the game. And he said that before the game against Clemson, they just could kind of feel it coming. Flip it around. From your perspective, did you feel what was coming in a positive way for Clemson that night against Alabama? What did he say? He said they kind of felt what coming. What did he feel? He coming? said they felt they felt they felt the ass kicking coming. They felt like they felt like it was they felt like they were on the verge of uh, having their hats handed to them by Clemson. Did you guys feel that confidence that that you were going to kind of have your way with Alabama that night? Uh, I mean, to be honest, from from our standpoint, we knew that we were going to win. Um, we just we just we had that much confidence. Like we knew that we were going to win. We knew that yes, Alabama was a very good team, but we knew that they hadn't seen a team like us this season, and they hadn't played against somebody that was gonna that wasn't afraid of them. Um, like we weren't afraid of them at all. Like we knew we could beat them, so we knew that we were going to win. But I, I I'll be lying to you if I if I, if I would have said that um, I thought we was going to beat them that bad. Your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, still has a few more years before he can go to the draft. Do you think he'd be ready to compete in the NFL right now? <laughs> Man, I don't I don't think I don't think I've thought about that question at all. I don't I don't like and I don't like thinking about that, that, that type of question. And that's just that's just puts that's just puts even more pressure on Trevor, a guy who who really doesn't deserve any other any other the, the type of pressure that, that people have already t- tried to put on because he's such a good dude and his game kind of speaks for itself. That's something I don't really have to speak on. That ain't that ain't something I'm good enough to even think about. But I will say this, though. Uh, Trevor's a special, special player and a special special person. So, you know, if any situation that he's in, regardless of whether he could play in the league this year or um, three years from now, two years from now, uh, I feel like he'll he'll always – I feel like because of who he is, he'll always have success wherever he goes because he's that good of a person and player. So, what are your plans for next Thursday night? Next Thursday night, well, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go job searching next Thursday night. Uh <laughs> be at home. Uh I'll be at home. Uh on a t- looking for jobs on the T V screen, you know, just flipping through the channel, seeing if any if I can find a job. Uh I have my family there with me because you know it's a very stressful time. But now nah, I just be be with my family and close friends, you know. Uh hopefully hopefully, you know, everything goes well and I figure out you know, I go to the team that wants me and has a, a good fit for me, and that's what I'm biggest on. You know, just going to the team that's really all about, you know, holding holding the, the players accountable, a good organization that wants to win championships, man. So I'm just excited. I can't wait. But I'll just be with my close family and friends. Is there going to be a number that that's comes up? Bar- that's a good barbecue. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the most important thing. As you're watching – and eating barbecue and waiting for the phone to ring. Is there going to be a number where if that that one goes by and you haven't been called yet, you start maybe getting a little bit nervous? I mean, do you have a thought as to where your floor is? Where my floor is? No, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a thought as to where my floor is. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get to the point to where, whether I'm rising or whether I'm falling, that I start feeling you know down about myself because you know I stay true to myself. I know my. I know what type of player I am. I know what type of player I've shown myself to be. And you just got to accept the fact that I, I can't control those things. I can't control who wants me or who doesn't want me. You know what I mean? Inside of my hands now. So uh, I just got to accept it as, as it is what it is. And this isn't like where I get drafted doesn't make or break me. Like it's just the beginning. And I hope that you know every player in the draft sees that, that this is just a stepping stone and it's, it all resets after, after your name gets called. So no, I won't be mad. It, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Me, I know where, I know where my the type of player like me should go, but I'll be happy with whatever happens. I'm excited. Where, where should it, where should a type of player like you go? Oh, uh, I mean, for me, to be honest, I mean, Talent wise, I feel like I'm a top ten. I'm a top ten talent all day. Um, so I definitely feel like I'm a first round draft pick, um, just based off of not even just based off of my talent and where I think I should go. But I feel like I've shown that. You know, I don't feel like there's been a player that's played against the level of competition that I played against at a, at such a high level and the way that I played at a high level at a such a, for a consistent basis over the past three years. Um, and done the things that I've been asked to do in college with my versatility and shown that I can still be productive, even playing alongside, you know, great players at all times. I was still productive at a very, very high level. So, you know, I feel like my resume really speaks for itself. And, you know, just the type of leader that I am, you know, I'm not just a player. Like, I am not. I want to be a player in somebody's locker room. Like, I'll be a, someone who wants to, you know, bring light and bring positivity and bring, you know, things that make a great team and organization, you know, has sustained success. So uh, those are really just my philosophies, you know, just, just how I feel like about myself. But like I said, it's out of my hands, man. It's not really up to me. <laughs> what aspect of your game, Cleland, do you think sets you apart the rest of the pass rushers in this draft class? Man, somebody had asked me that. A coach had asked me that um, when I was at the combine, and I had gave him an answer that I didn't. That that it was it was a good answer it was a, it was a, it was a, a decent answer but it wasn't but I hadn't thought her, got that question before and so I went home and really thought about it and when I went home and, th- and thought about it man the thing that I feel like separates me is is, is and something that's a, a unique character trait about me has always just been my mindset my attitude my passion and just my 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 want my want to man it's something that I feel like you won't find that in somebody else. Um, I don't know. Maybe you have, but I feel like that's something that has always set me apart from the pack. 
and something that's, that will never fail me, regardless of when my athleticism phase, when my I don't know my health may fade, but my attitude and my want to and my my passion for this game is something that has always you know just um, taking taking my game to a whole new level. Also, my intelligence too that just falls into that same category. So, you know, definitely just my mental and my 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 competitiveness is was always something that has always driven me to to have great success as a player and a person. So. I've watched plenty of your film, and I love seeing that number 99 flash across inside, outside, creating havoc. Is 99 important to you? Or, you know, some guys want to have their number, and other guys take whatever number they get. You going to try to wear number 99 at the next level? Definitely. I would love to wear number 99. But, you know, I got to realize, like, I'm just a rookie on the block. So, I don't know. Maybe a vet might have that number, and I just, like, I don't know. Uh, who knows? If I get – if I if I I don't, I don't know if I get drafted high enough to where I can maybe buy him out of that number. Hopefully that that's the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? If somebody has it, uh, but uh, I, yes, I'm definitely hoping to wear that same number. But if not, there's other options. You know, the, the number don't make the player; the player makes the number. So we'll see. How did you end up in '99? How did I end up in it? I chose '99. Well, basically in high school I wore number 11, but you know, when I got to college, I felt like. Uh, uh, my favorite players growing up were, um, well, guy, I got that kind of modeled my game after for sure was Alden Smith, and he wore number ninety nine for for his time in the league, and I always loved his game, but he had some problems to where you know he didn't really reach his full potential as a player, and I feel like I wore the number because of him because I feel like I could be the player that he should have been. So, and we always talk about the things that players try to emulate from guys who are in the NFL. But here's a guy that he was great. He was averaging a sack a game for a while early in his career. How much do you learn from what he went through to help you be ready for the challenges of being in the NFL and avoid the pitfalls that derailed his career? Oh, man, the shoes, man. If, you, if, if your favorite players, if the only thing that you learn from your favorite players is the, the way that they play the game, you know, you really need to look at the type of people who you um who you kind of used to look up to. Like, Alder Smith was such a great player. Like, I love his game, but I learned so much from him just as far as, you know, the different mistakes that he made. It's sad to say that. Um, I wish I could have learned from the success, but a lot of the mistakes that he made off the field is something that uh, that I definitely learned from and I definitely, you know, look, look to to see, like, okay, like, you know, maybe I could have, I could handle it. If I ever been in that situation like that, this is how I should handle it after, you know, how, you know, he might have, or just like just different things about how to conduct yourself. Because, you know, when you get into the NFL, it's much more than just football. Now, you know, it's a lifestyle and dealing with all these different aspects of money, fame, things like that. So I feel like, you know, just through that, um, I've, I've learned so much. My wisdom has just increased so much. Hey, one of our favorite players in the NFL right now is Deshaun Watson. When was the first time on a practice right. field that you just knew this guy wasn't just good, he's special? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't even <laughs> – I think it was – I can't remember. It wasn't even a day where he was practicing. You know, it was just a normal day. Um and I think it was a day where he was just kind of had got held out of practice because I think D.Y. had, like, just came off of – it was one time – sometime during the season, I think he had, like, hurt his throwing hand um, in, a, in the previous game. We was in practice, like, the next week. I think he had got held out of, like, our big full padded practice. Um, this was the year we won the national championship for the first time. And him not being in practice, like, the offense is um, 
the offense was just so much like worse without him. It was just crazy. Like usually it's a good battle when he was there, like with the defense. But when he wasn't practicing, it was just like so bad. Like, you know, the defense was just killing it, and I was just like, dang, like this guy has such a big impact on our team. And it was like, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of good players, but we won't win many games without four back there. You know what I mean? So that was just just his absence. Not even just his plan, but his absence showed me really just how special he was to our program and to our team. So, how many visits did you end up going on before the draft, Cleveland? How many visits? Yes, uh, I went on. A, I went on. A, I went on a good bit. I went on a good bit. I'll say, you know, close to ten. Give me, give me, a, give me a, a good story. Something that stands out. Something funny, noteworthy, memorable. Something you'll always look back on and smile about when uh, you think back about this period of, of your life? Oh, man. Uh, something I look back and smile about. Uh, I would say not. I don't listen to this stuff, but there's really no way you don't hear it. But I would just say the criticism. You know, you, your game can be spotless. Not saying that mind, but your game can be your game or your character or anything can be spotless. But people will always try to find something just to have a, just to say they got a knock on you. You know what I mean? Because there's no perfect um, pick as far as when you drafted somebody. You know what I mean? So this is the most criticized that uh, or criticism that I've heard about me or some of my teammates or just people in general that in our lives. And just because you know. Everybody wants to act like they know where you're going to get drafted, what it takes, who, who, what takes to draft you. So that's something that I always remember and laugh at because some of the stuff that people have said about me is just like off the wall ridiculous. Like it doesn't even make it doesn't make any sense. Like uh, I think somebody said I wasn't quick off the ball. I don't. I was like, what? Like I don't have good quickness or something. And it just it was it was very comical to me, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's one of my strengths, definitely, just my my burst off the ball. And it it was just it was just something to where you know you just gotta you you can't you can't focus on the things you can't control. Like you can't control people's opinions about you. But all I can do is focus on you know what am I doing to work on my game and things like that. So those are probably the funniest things that I listen to. Just remember just remember hearing some of the, the comical like. Uh, the comical things that people will say about you, you know what I mean? Just different things like that. When you hear that, do you shrug it off or does it piss you off and it make you even more motivated to prove them wrong later? Nah, I'm not motivated by stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it can run out. I'm not motivated by um, hearing criticism or whatever, you mean? Because to be honest with you, I don't really care what anybody – I mean, I've been criticized my whole life as far as a player and – it's not. It's not so much about. It's not so much about proving people wrong. It's about proving myself right. If that makes sense, like you know what I mean. Like that's what that's that's all that really matters. I, I'm not in this for help for trying to make people like me or trying to make people um, satisfied with my game. You know what I mean? Because then the 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 opinion of others will affect how I feel about myself. So I can never do that, and I'm too confident in myself to let that happen. So, you know, it's all it's all at the end of the day. You know, I just give it all that I got, and I can live with the results if I just do everything to focus on my dreams and things like that. So, what are your dreams? What's your main motivation in the NFL? Oh man, it's what I love to do. Um, you know, I'm blessed to I'm blessed to have an opportunity. To be from where I come from, you know, not many people get to do what they want to do in life and, and do it for, you know, a lifestyle. And I'm blessed to have that opportunity. But as far as me, you know, my dreams in the NFL, man, obviously, 
obviously I want to be, you know, a great player, but um, man, I just want to, I just really just want to win, have a chance to play for, you know, Super Bowls and, and championships, man. That's the biggest thing, number one, because you know you can't you can't focus on you can't focus on things like being a great player and uh, Hall of Fame stuff like that. That stuff is so like. It's so it's 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 so hard to obtain, but things like a Super Bowl, like those are things that to where you working towards a common goal with your teammates and going through those struggles with them. Man, those are things that I can't really I can't really put a price tag on. But hopefully, and hopefully those other things just fall in the line. But I'm looking forward to having a great great career, maybe playing 15 years. That's what I'm hoping on. Um, uh, having a being a, and being a great dad and great husband one day as well. So I'm just looking to have a great lengthy career and win a couple of Super Bowls on the way and be a great player as well. So we uh, we got you here today on behalf of the Hyundai 2019 Rolling with the Rookies program. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on with that. Oh man, well basically that's like <laughs> oh. Okay, so rolling with the rolling with the rookies. When I had first heard about it or seen it, um, my teammate, my former teammate, uh, Mike Mike Williams was had done it, and basically it was just a, a in depth, you know, mini documentary series on his life. And when I had saw it, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It was just like that, like, wow! I wish somebody would tell my story about that. So when my time came, and you know, we got in contact with the guys from Hyundai and, and uh, Jared and all those guys at Advantage, man, it was. It was like a, it was like a wow, like I'm really about to have the same opportunity that Mike did. But when we got on set and started filming, uh, it was crazy because, you know, I had done other other like other interviews with like the ESPN or or just other you know outlet networks things like that. But and they and they usually did a good job of being thorough. But you know when I did Rolling with the Rookies, man, it was crazy just how in depth and just how uh, much they cared about you know my story. You know, as far as feeling the person, not so much as about the player and the accolades that he's going through. You know, it was all about you know who I am, who my family was. I interviewed my mom, my, some of my best friends, my my aunts. You know, some of my brothers. I was just like blown away just by really trying to cultivate you know a whole story as far as what my life was growing up and trying to give a perspective of people. And man, they did a great job. Uh, the video. It's coming out. It's going to be crazy. Um, people are going to love it. Uh, hopefully, it's very heartfelt, you know, for others. Hopefully, it inspires other people, man. I'm so excited. Um, Hyundai did a great job as well, man. The car that I, that I was driving around and they kind of displayed was such a um, was a was a beautiful thing. It's, it's coming out soon. Y'all got it. So when y'all see it come out, man, it's going to be crazy, man. It's the big. I think it seats eight people. Uh, uh, Push the start, obviously, and the nice little dad, the nice digital dash, and all that. Man, I was blown away by the whole thing. So it was such a great experience. But just how in depth and just how you know cool everybody was who was filming and things like that was was so was priceless, man. It's an experience I'll never forget. I recommend to anybody, man. You know, seeing guys like Mike do it, or Darius guys do it. Um, my buddy Josh Allen also did it as well uh, from Kentucky. So we had a great time with those guys, man. So excited about when it when it when it when it airs in a couple of days. Yeah, that video will be available on the Hyundai YouTube page and social media channels. And most importantly, it sounds like when you get your signing bonus check, you're going to go to a Hyundai dealership and buy one. Oh, I just might have, I just might have to. And hopefully, hopefully, because me and Hyundai had that relationship now, I can get a discount. Because that thing, <laughs> that, the car I'm driving, it looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty pricey. I'm not going to lie, because that thing had a lot of bells and whistles. So hopefully, since we got that relationship, I can get a discount now. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely was going to look into that for sure. 
Hey, Cleveland, if you go top 10, you're not going to need a discount. <laughs> no, uh, I still need that. Uh-uh, not, not me. I'm, I'm cheap as they come. I'm going to need me a discount <laughs> always. Hey, well, well, that's I one thing we have in common. That's why. Hey, right. That's one thing we it have in matter. common. I'm, I'm not going to be a t- – I won't be a top 10 pick, but uh, I'm as cheap as you are, buddy. We wish you all the best. Congratulations exactly. on your success. We're rooting for you next week, and we look forward to seeing where your NFL career gets started. Thank you. I appreciate you, buddy. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.